from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is AC's Conversations. AC's Conversations is about sports, music, TV, movies, and more. Everything and more. Everything is ready to go. That include the latest news and rumors, along with interviews with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. This is AC's Conversations with your host, AC Sports Director. The man is the real deal. Let's go to work, brother. Anthony, Anthony Calhoun. Hi, everybody. This is Anthony Calhoun. You're getting ready to listen to AC's Conversations. And coming up on this edition, we're taking you behind the scenes. This is going to be a pretty cool podcast for you here on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Had a chance to catch up with my colleagues here, Charlie Clifford and Olivia Ray, to give you a reporter's, if you will, insider's look from behind the scenes of what it was like covering March Madness here in Indy. And boy, do they have some great stories to tell? Check it out here on the podcast. Every business is unique and has a target audience. If you own or manage a business, Circulus Digital Media can help you connect and grow your customer base with turnkey digital solutions that are nimble, offering best-in-class results, service, and support to reach a bigger customer base, allowing you to pinpoint a specific audience down to the smallest details. Get outside the city, the state, span the globe. Put Circulus Digital Media to work for you. Get started now at CirculusDigital.com. That's CirculusDigital.com. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is going to be a really cool All Indiana Podcast a Network edition of AC's Conversations because today, you know, I wanted to change things up. I wanted to uh, give our listeners uh, a feel of, like, what it was about covering an unprecedented event, the NCAA tournament, the entire tournament here in Indianapolis. And everywhere I went for the last three weeks, everybody kept stopping me and asking me, what's it like going to the games? What's it like being around the other media? What's it like being around the players? And so I said, you know what? To, to close everything up and wrap everything up for such a great month of, so you say a month of May, a great month of March and April, um, I say, you know what, I got to get a hold of our, our sports guys on the Wish TV team and have them join me on this podcast to give you all some un, unprecedented access from behind the scenes, insider look of what it was like to truly cover this tournament. So go welcome in our weekend sports anchor, Charlie Clifford. How are we doing? And, of course, our great reporter, Olivia Ray. Hello. Hello, Hello team. Thank you all so much for uh, being a part of the podcast. Uh, I know I had to pay you a lot of money to join me, yeah. but um, I know Handsome I did. Feet. Yeah, yeah terrible. <laughs> Worst boss ever, but uh, brought you guys in. But um, thank you so much. It means a lot because I think uh, this is going to be such a great um, podcast here because people in our state, we just, I mean, it's like it's like food. You know, we love, we crave basketball and especially college basketball. And so, look, let's go back um, just from right from the start. I remember being in the office with you guys. <laughs> it was on that Sunday. And I said to you guys, I said, Livia, Charlie, I got some big, big news I'm going to try to break coming up tomorrow. This is factual. We can Am I telling the truth? Yeah. This. Regarding the NCAA tournament, that was on a Sunday and then of course I broke the news there on that Monday morning at 7:43. I'm still looking at my tweet here. <laughs> uh and it, boy did it go viral. Couldn't that, wait till 7:45. Yeah, yeah, 7:43 had to get out there. And, <laughs> um and that the Indianapolis and the state of Indiana was going to play host to March Madness. And I remember when that tweet went out 
and just what I was feeling like, you know, being from Indiana. I know Olivia, you're from Indiana as well, and Charlie, I was you just right up the street in Chicago. Um, like we know what that means for this state, and just knowing the the time that we were in uh, with the economy, and just as far as obviously dealing with the COVID as well. Right. What a boost um, for our city, and uh, I knew. When that went out and the news was later official by the NCAA, I, I remember talking to the entire sports team. I said, hey, guys, let's get ready to roll because um, our careers, um, the way we cover sports is going to change because this has never been done before. And you sit back and you think about it. You're like, wait a minute. What? What was it? 60? Well, it was really 90. What was it? Right. What was 98 it? and 26 days. days. Yeah. 98 and 26 days games from the Big Ten right. tournament to here. Uh, to yeah. the NCAA tournament. So, look, it was incredible. Uh, I'm I'm relieved that it is over because it was a <laughs> long, long month of coverage. But I, I want us to share some stories about um, what it was like for you as an individual reporter. And then we'll go behind the scenes and talk more about, uh, you know, covering these teams. And you guys had, I got to say this, not just saying because they're in front of me, but so proud of our sports team. And proud of the job that, you know, that Olivia and Charlie did because they really dove in and got some really exclusive, um, um, just giving our viewers the, the feel of what it was like um, being um, a part of the NCAA tournament, but also things that you just didn't know about until you saw the stories on Wish TV. But, Charlie, let me start with you. And yeah. just um, when you got word that the tournament was coming, um, what was going through your mind and how did you just, you know, keep that inside for the month before or the month, two months before we got to the real business? You got to act professional still. Right. I mean, I think we were all on the train. This is never going to happen again, barring a pandemic. Yeah. You know, Jesus. Thank you that somehow Chris Gall, Ryan Vaughn, the, the mayor, the governor got this together. But I think we initially were trying to figure out, hey, what are we going to be able to do? Where, mm-hmm. What is the bubble consist of? We all heard it's going to mirror Orlando. I remember talking to one of the first coaches that got here, uh, Winthrop's head coach, Pat Kelsey, because they were one of the first teams to punch their ticket. Like, what is it like walking in, being tested, being one of the first teams inside Indy's bubble? And he just said the first thing came to his mouth, for first term, Disney World. You walk in in the hospitality experience – was off the charts. He said he joked there were like 700 people from when you got off the bus to when you checked in, get in your room, get yeah. tested. So I think there was a clear initiative that we and a lot of fans didn't get to see of just Hoosier hospitality from literally the first team that got here until Baylor left with what you saw going down the runway at the airport with the fire trucks blasting water over atop the plane i indy went to work and never stopped and it was just so cool to be a small part of that yeah and i, I recall real quick we'll get to olivia how i remember hearing that sound bite uh the sound from the Winthrop coach yeah. how he's like you said 700 workers you get you feel like you're in disney world right. because everyone was here to serve and to hear those moments like that we know it and we hear it you know when other media members come in or, or coaches and teens but to hear someone say it again it never gets old to talk about the hospitality that you get here in indy no and i think look we were all curious what they were doing inside the bubble live you got to victory yeah. field you really broke down <laughs> what it was like for a player and i think considering what the nba had in orlando with golf and the incredible weather yeah. and the ability to really go out and do a lot of things i think 
Indy did an awesome job because they were, let's be honest, they were constrained. We're in early, late March, early April. There's not a pool with the lazy river sitting with your name on it or right. four golf courses where you and your buddies can just head out for the afternoon. So I thought all in all, they did a really nice job of giving the players between the zoo and going to play top golf out. I think they went out in Fishers. Mm-hmm. You know, I was expecting personally a couple more horror stories to come out like, hey, we have one practice a day. We have a game in four days. Yeah. And we're sitting here with nothing to do. And I didn't feel like we we got most of that, which is a testament to everyone who was on that committee. Yeah, Olivia, what was your take when we, the, the news came out? We're getting the NCAA tournament, and now let's get ready to go to work. All right. Well, if you know the Wish TV sports team, we like to have a lot of laughs. So I remember <laughs> when you told us, hey, I think this is happening. And I really – I thought you were joking. I thought it was a really sick joke for someone like me who lives <laughs> – For college basketball. I love college basketball because I was trying to think about the logistics of everything. Like Charlie's saying, the outdoor in March in Indy, you know, the fans. I'm like, how are they going to pull this off? And the fact that it all came together was incredible. And then the moments in between, like you said, being a small part of it, we were talking to college coaches leading up to it. And we were telling them things that we were hearing through Sports Corp, like, you will have an outdoor place to run around at. We do know they're marking that off for you. Yeah. We were, like, breaking news to the coaches, <laughs> which right. was funny because it was, it was all so secretive and all yeah. so locked down, but it was all so well executed. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, what, what impressed me more than anything is um, just how much um, – like for the most part, how just how organized things were. I mean, you're talking about all these teams, 68 teams, um, less than three months to put on this event, and not to hear a lot of complaints at all. Because let's look in the day, the age that we live in now, in this day and time, people are quick to go on social media. Mm-hmm. You're going to see all kinds of stuff uh, posted on social media by hey. This room looks awful. Oh, this doesn't yeah. work here. Whatever. You can't hide. Can't can I write? We got nothing. Nothing. And the only thing that was unfortunate, and I feel so bad for those kids from VCU, yeah. only one game canceled. One game uh, that was canceled uh, in the entire tournament. And so we'll talk more about the safety and just the men and women behind the scenes that made that work. But that's what impressed me, just how you didn't hear any major drama at all. And a lot of that has to do with the folks behind the scenes. You think about Ryan Vaughn, the president of the NS Sports Corp, how he was doing laundry, I think you said. But, Charlie, I know you did a story, man. I don't know how he did that. Uh, you did a story, one of our early coverages, about um, what it took to put this on. Take us through that. I mean, from the 26 um, – floors of the JW and all those rooms used up. Take us through that. Right. So we were all figuring out, all right, where's everybody going to sleep at night? Obviously that's, that's object. Number one, four hotels, Phil Ray at the JW, as AC mentioned, 26 teams, you had the JW, the other Marriott, I should say the Indianapolis downtown Marriott, which had 16 and the rest were scattered through two other hotels. Plus the officials, which became such a great story with obviously, uh, we had a COVID situation with officials to start yeah. the tournament. So to really play through that smoothly was incredibly, but the venues was the number one thing. I think folks on the outside NCAA tournament games at Hinkle Fieldhouse. I mean, this is, this is just monumental stuff. AC, as you let off earlier in terms of Hoosiers, what we care about yeah. just seeing games there, seeing how hot of a ticket that was. And then, I think across the board, the venues, the Coliseum, let's be real, held up. 
People, oh, you know, yeah. I don't think people were diving to go watch hoops at the Coliseum. They were a great host. And then to see Lucas with the two-court dynamic, that was special. To get Bloomington and to get West Lafayette incorporated early. Let's not forget, guys, 700 police escorts nearly. Yeah. <laughs> not one team sat at a red light or a stop right. sign yeah. Yeah. all month. That's which a good, is, yeah. which is incredible. I remember tweeting that out, and you want to talk about a yes, tweet that went that. off. <laughs> because uh, and I remember I got when I got the news from someone inside that hey by the way we are es- giving escorts police escorts to every team in the tournament and I was like whoa, whoa, whoa what and they're like every team and not just from the right, airport right, right 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 and so uh, the thing that's interesting about that was how I remember someone responding back to me on Twitter and they're like well they do that everywhere you know during the tournament I was like yeah but they don't have sixty eight teams right. when they have tournament and um but one the person told me this who gave me the scoop on this was that um teams love that like the guys and the players and the coaches they get they get wild when they get that police escort so they wanted to make sure that they did that for every team now olivia you had some awesome stories i want to talk first about one of the stories that kind of went viral was the one about uh, the coaches and their attire <laughs> um uh on, on the sidelines and Muscle so man. yeah and so folks we you know we always try to bring you guys stories that are things that we think you guys are thinking about because when you see college basketball year long, we know one of the obvious things when you look at the sidelines, coaches are not in the traditional suits. They're in, you know, they're in their sweatsuits or polo shirt, whatever. And so Olivia's like, listen, we gotta do this story. So take it away. When yeah, you do that. Yeah. Actually, my dad is usually the one that gives me a lot of story <laughs> ideas because he likes to call me or text me and say, yeah, yeah. Why is this going on? Why is this happening? Yeah. And he was really bothered by everyone that was not wearing suits because he's used to it. He's a huge yeah. college basketball fan. And I told him, you know, it had to do with the pandemic. There's not fans in the stands. That's why. And then I started asking around and I actually found out that it was health related that if they were having to get out and get this dry cleaning done that it was it was going to cause issues when the season had started and things unbelievable yeah that was a good nugget i didn't know that yeah yeah so it was it was fun to dig deep in that and then i found out after speaking to some of the coaches that they do not want to wear suits anymore they're done with them and they're like they're like we don't want to go back we're done with it and so this might have been the tipping point we may never see them again quarter zips are here to stay fairness to eric musselman he can't be jumping on tables at hinkle after winning tournament he likes to suit yeah got to be mobile right he likes to get really crazy sometimes he likes to take his shirt off in the locker room so the suits are too much (laughs) that you know that is a good nugget because i did not i remember when you did that story i did not know that was really the reason behind it as far as with the dry cleaning you mentioned what do you think i like i like to see him go back to the suits i don't know i just but i love suits and i love blazers and things like that what do you what do you think olivia take from the the players i asked them about it and they said i'm fine as long as they're kicking up their shoe game if they have expensive shoes on <laughs> then we're fine with it we like wow it, so. okay what about you charlie i can bring them back come on i it's part of the it's part of the coach aura yeah I see you're so old school. I, I will go back to something i just saw coming into this the pacers dug up some great retro photos of slick leonard back in the day yeah some of these suits i mean come on this is timeless yeah. stuff the, we I, the whole practice jumpsuit thing i get it's comfortable we got to yeah. bring the suits back all right well I want to give the folks, um, and we appreciate everybody checking out the podcast here today and talking to Olivia Ray and Charlie Clifford's Let me ask you insiders. Yeah, 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 go ahead. You've been here 23 years, man. Yeah, yeah. You've seen Super Bowls. Yeah. You've seen Final Fours. 
where does this stack up on your all-time list? I know it was different because the fan, you know, it didn't have, let's be honest, it didn't have that feel of a true Final Four where the city is just mobbed with people. But to do it wire to wire as Indy did it, how would you put that in perspective? You know, I I think I will, hmm, I'll rank it higher than the Super Bowl. And and here here's here's why that may sound like oh my god what is he thinking right I think because what our city did you know we had three years four years prepare for a Super Bowl you know this was unbel- this as I said you know I can't say unprecedented like uh, like more than enough right I mean this came out of nowhere knowing the time that we were in knowing that all eyes all eyes I know the Super Bowl happens too but like all eyes are on our are on our city. Our state, not just one weekend. Right. We're talking three weeks, right. okay? Not just for four hours. Exactly, not just for four hours. And so, for me, um, despite not having all the fans here and not, you know, not having the 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 the, um, the ability to be able to cover like we've covered in the past, but what we what this city did and what it put on, I have to rank it higher than the Super Bowl because um, just what we did uh, as a city and the the effect it's going to have moving forward. I mean, people don't understand this, but, you know, I think I, I even tweet about it, too. Like, it's going to be so cool hearing the announcers say, let's go down the street to Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Let's go up a mile and a half. I mean, sorry, let's go up four miles up the road to Hinkle Fieldhouse. I mean, all day long, all day long, all night, primetime coverage. And to have that type of deal going on every, you know, every night, you know, or for those three weeks, um, you just can't you can't match that. And so I think by having it here like they did, it's going to open the door for so many conventions and um, future tournaments. And you, and you think about the tournaments we got coming here next year. We got the NCAA tournament next year. And I'm telling you now, you're going put, to go back put, to this put podcast. Your, put your idea out there. <laughs> we well, and hey, they actually talked about it. You know, my deal is this. I think um, they can't do it next year or the year of that. But I think once that window is open, when the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games are open, there's no sites and they have to make a bid on that. I think they should give Indy the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight every single year. And then the Final Four, you go where you got to go. And if Indy's part of that year when it comes to having the Final Four, you keep it like you had it this year. I think there's no other city they can pull this off, but I do know they were asked, is there a possibility of keeping one site going into the Sweet 16 uh, to the Final Four? And that's something they said they may consider. And, and, you know, talking to our guy, Chris Gall, there are a lot of research behind why it works for, like, sponsorships, city saves tons of money with the travel for the team so that's another story but i would not be surprised and you want to talk about a gift to our city and i even know someone said i wouldn't use the word gift i would say you know a matter of fact my buddy craig hughes from st elmo he said (laughs) i wouldn't say they should gift indy but he was like you know we've earned it and i think the city of indy has earned this and i don't you know here's another thing too guys when you know you're doing the city's done a great job Every time we send out tweets or you saw tweets about people saying how great Indy was, um, I never got to like people complaining or, mm-hmm. or, or fighting against like, no, nah, they did a horrible job. You know, you're going to get that. Someone's going to give their opinion like job didn't work out. There's, here's why it wasn't good. Never got it at all. You know, I got a couple people following me. So, yeah. So to answer your question, I, I would rank probably this event over the Super Bowl as great as the Super Bowl was. But just knowing what's going on with our, our, our country and, and the time right today. I would rank that higher. But, hey, I want to go back to being at the games because I think people ask you all the time, like, what was that like? And, look, I got a chance to see my Orange play three games. <laughs> Never thought that was going to happen to see Syracuse do that. Three. Three games. And I got to tell you, 
it was downright weird. I mean, it was so weird. I want you guys to give your 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 uh, thoughts too, because obviously you guys were covering them. Because I want to give the folks a feel of what it was like. But from for me being a fan, because I was at the fan at the, as the game wasn't working as a media member, um, it was weird. I mean, um, it it got loud because we were at Hinkle Fieldhouse twice and at Bankers once. But it just it just was it was surreal. I mean, you're so used to seeing you know the the, the roar and you're next to someone and mm-hmm. and it's loud and. I mean, Hinkle Fieldhouse at times. I mean, I think there was probably fifteen hundred people in that room. I mean, in that in that stadium, that was it. And so, like, an average yeah, high school game. Yeah, you know, yeah. like going into the game, no line at all. You know, you got your mask, mm-hmm. going right in. That um, will never get old. You, right, concession stands. You know, basically walk up, do what you got to do. And so it, it was. It was definitely different. What was your take, Charlie? What I got to yeah. Olivia. You got to lead it because you did the heavy lifting for us on the weekends. Yeah. Well, I will say that it was weird, but you felt lucky to be in there. Mm, yes, right. Because yeah. you were one of so few of people. One of the strangest things for me is I'm sitting on media row. I'm I'm looking up into the stands trying to spot, you know, familiar faces. And normally in a game, that is so hard. You're looking for right. cameras to be pointed at people. And I'm looking in the crowd and I'm like, oh, that's Jaden Ivey's mom. That's Travion Williams' yeah, parents. Yeah. Like, you can spot them while covering the games. You could spot the high school friends who had their, their teammates' <laughs> names on their back. And you could spot – I was at the Loyola Chicago upset over Illinois. I found – a couple of the former Loyola players who were on their last Final Four yeah. run, and I found them in the crowd because there were so few people. So that part of it was really cool, but it, you did miss the roar and until things got heated, and it and it almost felt normal for like a few yeah. seconds. Yeah, and Charlie, I know both of you guys' parents were able to, to check yeah. out the games. What were their What was their take on? Well, they were riding the Sister Jean train there for a minute, so I think they were, you know, that that, that brought enough energy. So they saw I, that game. They saw that. Well, I take that back. What game did they go to? I think they saw Gonzaga. Was it? No, it wasn't Gonzaga. No, it was Arkansas. They was Arkansas? saw West Virginia, uh, Florida right? State, or something. Florida yeah. State. Okay. They had a blast. I mean, I don't. My dad's a hoops junkie, so he you could put him anywhere and he would be happy. But yeah, I'm with you. It was it was odd, and I think. Props to the players, um, and this goes back to what we saw in Orlando with the NBA bubble. I mean, they're, that was life or death out there. It, it was every ounce of, you know, just with the upsets alone, we had the highest total number in terms of you add all the seeds up in the Sweet 16. We had the highest number ever. So interesting to look back and yeah. think taking the crowd out of it, did that somehow pull away from who we thought was going to, when we all expected the Big Ten to do mm-hmm. very well here, yeah. we saw what happened. That didn't happen. So I think it had an effect not only on the court, but I know you were sitting in the in the championship game as well. I mean, there was there was noise that night. Yeah, it was. That, I, I don't know if how that yeah. compared to Hinkle or Bankers or the earlier stuff, but for me, the title game. The crowd had an effect on that game, in my opinion. Yeah, and it was, you know, obviously more fans. And so everyone was like, yeah. you know, why would they have it at, you know, why won't we just keep it at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, you know, and since it's not going to be a, a whole question. bunch of fans. But you know what? I can give you um, probably 5,000 more fans. That's, that's the reason right. why. And they get did it well. And they did it well, too. But I want to ask you guys about that because I know I've, I've been to many Final Fours before. Libby, what was it like for you to get a chance to um, – I think it was your the second game. one second. one to cover, but this was unusual. What was it like being there and the take shot. us through the shot? 
Yeah. Of that game because there's no way you would um, miss that game if you're there. No. You wouldn't leave at all. But go ahead, take us about it. Yeah, I I actually covered the last Final Four, which was you know packed. From, yeah, from top to Wisconsin, bottom. right, Duke? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and yep, so yep. It Charlie, was, you covered that too, right? Oh my gosh, that Kentucky okay. Wisconsin game. Yeah, it was unreal. Okay, but go ahead, right. Olivia. Yeah. So that was a blast, but it, it's jarring when you think about covering that and being down in Media Row to at the Final Four at. Lucas Oil this year, the media, we were put in in suites up what? to watch. So local wow. media was spread out in suites. Took and care of us. And we, we sat up there, which, I mean, if you're a media member, you're not spending a lot of time in suites. I can no. promise you no. that. <laughs> That's right. We don't have the funds gonna, for that. Unless you're rolling with AC. <laughs> yeah, and he's right. like, hey, it's halftime. Come on, we got to go down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was a neat Where experience with the people you see almost every day, even though you're – your competitors, you're not in that moment. And so it was nice to share that with them. But the crowd had an effect on the final four game, Gonzaga UCLA. Yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible and I, I, I don't think anyone talked for the last two minutes of the game because they're like, are they going to pull this yeah, off? Yeah. They're going to pull it off. So what was it feel like in, in you know in the stadium when that shot went down? Uh, UCLA fans <laughs> were not happy because they were the ones that were like, we're going to do this. We've, we've pushed overtime. We're going to do it. Suggs jumped on, on the bench. I think he knocked over a Gatorade, <laughs> spiked, punted a couple Gatorades, and, and everyone was going insane. I can't imagine if that was full because there would have been fans all over that court. Yeah. And that's a moment you're never going to forget. I mean, think about that. No, whoever watched that game, who were, especially being there, you'll never forget that moment. Like I was telling you guys back in 1992, I still can remember, you guys weren't even alive, uh, when the whole Christian Leitner deal. I was rolling around. Yeah, you guys were rolling around, making me feel so old. But you know, I, you know, I know exactly where I was, the time. I remember seeing the shot, Saturday night game. Oh, oh my God, Philadelphia. I, I, I know, I know what was going on. So you had a chance to cover. Olivia did the semifinals. You did the yep. championship game. Uh, and you did mention how the crowd was, you know, I, I, and I was there for that too. And it was, it was, um, you could definitely feel, you could hear both, both, both teams, Gonzaga yeah. and Baylor, had a lot of fans. And look, the hex is still in place. Seventy-six Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. That's Olivia. right. Yeah. The last three unbeaten teams to get to a Final Four. Where did they all ultimately fall short? Right here in Indianapolis. Yeah. It's yeah. real, AC. Yeah. I followed the Cubs curse as a kid. <laughs> Curses are real. And Bob Knight and that seventy-six team. Oh, good. Mar- hats off. Martha the Mop Lady has cursed Indiana. And yeah. it does put together one of the biggest one ifs because if Gonzaga goes on to win, we we're all debating: is the sug shot? Is that the best shot yeah you know of all time is it behind chris jenkins is it ahead of lakner it's interesting now that we'll always remember that shot but then will we remember that ultimately they fell short 10 20 30 years from now yeah so we you know we talked about how it's amazing big props to what the folks from the ncaa did and to get this tournament off and have it go to completion because after the vcu scare i was getting a little concerned um and I'll say the Marion County Health Department, I'll give Bravo to them, too, because as difficult it was it for them to say they cannot continue. And I know they were trying their best to monitor that. And, you know, they had one case. Maybe that would be they can maybe let them have the clearance to keep playing. But, um, you know, you got to give them credit for for, you know, safety's number one. Right. And but I was just nervous because I wasn't sure what was going to happen down the road after seeing one game canceled. And then to see no others, which was incredible. Um, but, Charlie, these folks and these student athletes, man, you talk about 
And that's why I think it's so so amazing what you know Coach Drew and those guys did because in this climate, like LeBron James said during the the final mm-hmm. during the NBA playoffs, like you know, I mean, may not the greatest team ever, but what we had to grind and what we had yeah. to do in those circumstances, mm, it says a lot about how big of a champion we are. And I think that kind of says a lot about Baylor as well. And to be here that entire mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. That being said, um, we had some beautiful men and women behind the scenes that did all these tests. And just, you know, these unsung heroes, right? Think about these are the people that they were our heroes already ahead of this time for a year straight. They've worked overtime. Yeah. They've gone the extra mile to do anything to fight this terrible virus that we had no idea how to defend ourselves again. And here they are raising their hands again over 850 Indianapolis IU Health connected employees they were connected with IU Health in some capacity volunteering their time again I cannot reiterate that enough from start to finish over 26,000 daily COVID tests you've mentioned the only one team to bow out we, we saw great connections between the teams and the players and the volunteers I mean you're sitting in a ballroom for four to six hour shifts watching someone swab their nose that's not electrifying work that you're going to probably yeah. tell your grandkids about. But without these people stepping up, I'm sure that was a part of the big pitch on Indy's part. We have people who are willing to give their time to make sure we can put this on in our city. And you couldn't screw that up, as you said, because this could have snowballed into something that's a black eye for the city going that's forward. Right. They came here and they couldn't get it done, and it was a mess. Yeah. And it was the exact opposite. And it's, a lot of that goes to the foundational work of the volunteers on the healthcare and, side. You know, and you bring a good point. I'll get Olivia. I want to ask her about something that she did, uh, one of the stories as well, um, the latter part of our coverage. But think about what could have gone wrong. You know, Think about the black eye. Think about the money loss yes. for this city. I mean, so you talk about, hey, like, you talk about a gamble. It was a big, I mean, as much as, hey, we got the NCAA tournament, that's awesome. But boy, you get it wrong. You talk about the loss of money and the economy down the road. Conventions that thought about coming. Exactly. Nah, they had problems here. They couldn't, you know, players had a horrible experience. All the video you see on social media, nope, that didn't work either. So uh, and that's why I think it's so amazing that they were able to, to get it done at the highest levels they were able to do because there could have been so much that could have gone wrong and could have damaged this city moving forward. And now the flip side of that, where it's <laughs> like, look, thing. now the beautiful reward. So it's like, look, every city will say we want it. But when you're in it, you're like, oh, I don't know. You really want it because there's so many demands on trying to put on an event like this. And you better be good at it. And that's the reason why the NCAA obviously said, look, we know they're in the backyard, but they may be in the backyard. But if they can't get it done, we don't want to go there. We, we'll go to we'll go elsewhere. Oh. But they knew they could get it done here and we can get it done here in Indianapolis. So right. that being said. Olivia, you did a cool piece, and they had a lot of people talking about this, a thank you note um, to the city of Indianapolis and all the folks behind the scenes as well, the, um, the first responders, you name it. Um, take us through that and how that all came about. How cool was that? Yeah, well, if you aren't familiar with how we were covering and, and asking questions to the athletes and coaches this year, it was all via Zoom. And so every day there was a scheduled time slot for each team, so for hours – I know all of us sat on Zooms with our our (laughs) virtual hand raised to ask questions. And so as soon as I would get called on and ask a student athlete or a coach, you know, how do you feel about Indy? What do you want to say to the people here? I mean, they would smile, they would grin, and they would just pour their heart out because they were so grateful to be here and, and for the opportunity. And the coolest moment for me 
capping this all off and we I didn't even get to include this in my story because it was after it was all said and done but I drove by the JW on the night of the national championship. <laughs> I wanted to see the final bracket. Charlie yeah. and I lived downtown. We loved it to go sightsee. So it's a couple blocks from my house. I, I <laughs> walked over there, and at that very moment, another police escort rolls by, and it was Baylor. They were getting back to their hotel. And since they were done, they were champions. They won. They let them approach their family members. And it was Macy Oteague stayed there for almost an hour and he went through each person and that said, thank you for making the trip. Thank you for being here. Wow, thank so you for cool. supporting us. And he was the last one out there. And they had they eventually were like, Macy, you got to you got to go. Get out of here. We, yes, we, yeah, we yeah, got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they they really yeah, appreciated every ounce of it. I, I love it. And how cool was that sign at the JW? I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, granted, that started with the Super Bowl and then it carried on. It's like every big event we have. Uh, they know how to use the the, the front of the, the JW. And that was just so I mean, it was such a sight to see, you know, for everyone that came to town, players, obviously the teams, the fans, everyone that wanted to get in front of the JW and hey, in front and of that bracket. Hey, if the yeah. NCAA is listening, next time you're here, let me go up and put a couple notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. no. I know, yeah, Charlie. It's I all about begged you. and pleaded. And, dude, that Come wasn't, on. Yeah, safety, safety, safety. Shout That's out my, Sport Graphics. Yeah, Sport Graphics, They're man. My God, they, they did a wonderful job, too. Hey, before we wrap things up, <laughs> I want to just get you guys' final take on um, what, what do you take away um, from this past um, those three weeks of the of the NCAA tournament, and um, you know what what do you tell your you know you know your your family members and you know your future kids one day what what, what are you what are you going to say about this time I'll start with you Olivia here I know all other fellow journalists that are in all other cities kept texting me or DMing me or anything saying you're so lucky that you get to have this and I'm like lucky but it was a lot of hard work. There was a lot of pivoting involved. We didn't get to cover it like a normal event. We yeah. had to jump through hoops. We had to go through different contacts. Um, we had to think on our feet and be really creative with, with everything we did. But I, I do know how lucky we are that we got to be in the middle of this. This unfolded in our backyard. Uh, every night in my apartment, it looked like a rave was going on because <laughs> yeah. of the police escorts. Like it was so cool to yeah. be in the middle of it. I just get chills thinking about it. No, I second that. It's a testament to how lucky we are to be here at this time. John Wooden, all the hard went, all the men and women whose hard work to get basketball to where it is today. So many of the key figures are from this state. And for us to reap the benefit of something like this happening, you know, I would love to see John Wooden's face to hear, you know, someone who starred for Purdue when the game was still evolving in the 30s, to hear that the biggest sporting event in the world for 30 days is going to be in your yeah. city, and it's your game. It is an evolution for me start to finish that solidifies Indy and Indiana as the basketball state, and yeah. there's no debate now for yeah. me. And just incredibly lucky to be here at this time. Yeah. And I, I, I remember telling you guys, I was like, remember, I mean, we had meetings. And I was like, listen, I know we're going to have a tough month as far as just, just a lot of work. And, and I tell you, folks, it was an intense month. We did two specials. We were live almost every night. Um, and, and we loved every moment of it. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a moment that in your career uh, you'll never forget. And you can always tell stories about what transpired and then to have the tournament go the way it did and the upsets and then the semifinal game here um, the way they did the buzzer that's going to be a story for the for the ages 
um, you you just you just never forget it. And I I take away more than anything was how this city pulled it off. That's what I take it away take away, and just how we were able to just you know pull off such a major event with really no issues for the most part, and to see our city shine and to see our name of Indianapolis. And knowing you work in this town as a sportscaster and that you're going to these games, you're involved with these games every single night when the tournament was going on. Um, it's it kind of left me speechless. It really did. Mm-hmm. So. All well, right. Well hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this. That's uh, cool. uh, Olivia, thank you, Charlie. Thank you as well. Thank you. And so I kind of changed it up this uh, this edition of the um, <laughs> AC's conversations. But I wanted you folks to kind of get a feel of what it was like as a sports reporter here covering um, the biggest uh, month when it comes to college sports and especially a month that we've never seen before uh, here in our lifetime. So thank everybody for checking out the show and uh, we'll be back once again with you guys. Thank you. Man, that was a lot of fun connecting there with Charlie Clifford and Olivia Ray. I hope you enjoyed it as well, everybody. I mean, I wanted to give you a, just a, a feel what it was like covering uh, March Madness unlike we've ever seen before. Discover more at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Plus, be sure to follow and subscribe to the AC's Conversations podcast and others on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Connect now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.